The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. We have a very fun show for you guys today. Uh, we have Ricky Rebel coming on. We haven't had him on in many, many years, and we see him at red carpet events in L.A. once in a while, um, but we haven't had him on the show. And then we have everybody's favorite horror movie icon, Jan Birch, coming on. Should be a lot of fun, but before we get started with any of that, let's say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, Jimmy Starr. <laughs> anyway, Ricky and I Hello, peed together. together. Did you know we had we held yes, our I hands? Know. But we peed together in the haunted house that we did with Cardoshala. Cardolsha. Cardolsha. Well, I hate that. I know name. you can't do the name out right. Queen of the Paranormal. We can say that. The, the, the Queen of Paranormal. When we did this the, the, the insane asylum, we, we haunt it was haunted and we went there and Ricky and I just had to go so bad and we peed in it was an old abandoned building. No, it was a psychiatric. Remember, it was like an old psychiatric. Yeah, but it abandoned. was abandoned. There was the yeah. we didn't pee in a building. There no were people in it. No, you peed as you were talking to the glory hole. Right. <laughs> if there was any ghosts. <laughs> you guys anyway, can see that actually. Ricky, Ricky's a lot of fun. Yes, you can. You can see it in the comic book as well as uh, on on video. Oh, on YouTube. I, this is Astro. He wants to say hello. Hello, honey. Isn't he cute? Mm, yes. Yeah, say hello to people out there. Say hello, everybody. I'm they, they love our colors today. Oh, good. So it's good, you guys. Um, and I'm wearing the pink shirt because it's a new shirt I got, and this is like my pink glasses. You know what they say about me. men in pink shirts. Yeah. Yeah, right. Nobody knows what that means anyway. Yes, they do. Uh, great, great colors, they said. Um, no, so everything is good, and... Um, uh, I wanted to say something and then I forgot. Oh, I want to thank everybody. You guys, first of all, we want to thank everybody for like listening to the show. So uh, I was just on Chartable checking out how we're doing. And right now the Jimmy Star show is number 18 for television and film on Apple iTunes. We're number eight in, in the UK. And we're also charting in Germany, South Korea, Ireland, India, Egypt, Algeria, Indonesia, and the United Arab Emirates. Egypt. So, like, people are, like, loving us all over the place. So thanks Egypt, so much. I want to go to Egypt in. so I bad. Do. I don't know if it's safe right now, but we will go. Maybe we'll go for your 85th birthday. How about my 90th? No, 85th. No, my 90th. Well, that's a long way away. Yeah, I know, but my 90th. I okay. want to go for my 90th. This way I could be a mummy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes, 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 yes. Look how I coordinate wristwatch, shirt. 
Yeah, show dog. Mug, she likes that. Mug. Am I not just the most coordinated person you've ever seen? Oh, and B. Claudia just joined us. Hey, B. So B. B. From Claudia. Germany joined us too. B. Claudia so, from Germany. Yay. Um, so, you guys, I think it's going to be a fun show. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Ricky is a lot of fun. And Ricky's a very smart fella. Very clever guy, Ricky is. He's very talented, and he puts on quite a show. Yes, he does. He gives you sparkles and spangles and explosions and music and dancing. And it's like when Ricky's on stage, you don't need an orchestra. You need nothing. You just need Ricky. He's there, and he's fabulous. Astro, I love you, but I'm, I'm working. I forgot, too, that we went on the Celebrity Ghost Hunter. We'll have look to talk about him. that. Look we'll, at him. Look at we'll him. have to talk about well, that. I love my dog. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> we'll have to talk about the Celebrity Ghost Hunter. Celebrity? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were in New York, and uh, KC, who is the queen of paranormal, we all got together, a bunch of us, Eileen Shapiro, Jimmy, myself, uh, 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 Ricky, and who else? And KC. Um, was yes. there somebody else? It was you, me, Eileen, Ricky, and Kadrosha. Right. And then the next time we did it with Aaron Paul. But the first right. time was with And Ricky. we drove to this abandoned insane asylum that's been abandoned for 30 or 40 years on Long Island. We climbed and, up a tree, went in the second floor right. window. Well, actually, it was better than that. <laughs> I keep telling this story over and over again. You know, Eileen Shapiro has these huge boobs. You know, they're gigantic. They're beyond huge. They're like, I think she's a, what? She said she was a 38H. I mean, who ever heard of an H bra? But she's a 38H on this body. Anyway, we're climbing over a chain link fence that's high. It's a six foot fence or a seven foot fence. And Eileen, her boobs went on the other side of the fence. Now, Eileen is hanging from the fence telling me to help her. I am on the floor hysterical. I can't breathe because I'm crying from laughter because there I see these two huge boobs hanging on this side of the fence and Eileen is on the other side. So as a gentleman that I am, I went over and I got my hands and I went like that and I lifted those gigantic things and pushed them and she went over the other side of the fence. Then we tried it again and of course I said, put your leg over first not your boobs. So we got into the uh, insane asylum. Actually, though, you're kind of confusing them. Why? Because that was the second one we did with Aaron Paul. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. But Ricky won't know about that if we mention that because he wasn't there for that oh, one. Oh, Ricky wasn't there for the two no. one? No, he was there for the one where you guys, you, you, you were like talking to the ghosts in the glory hole and you guys <laughs> peed together. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but, uh, and then and then Kadrosha got like the little cross got right, right, on her chest, on her and we chest. heard the noises. Right, 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 right. That shit was awesome. Anyway, which one is in the comic book? The second one was hanging. Well, the, the this comic book is kind of a, an amalgamation of both. Oh, we took it? the best parts of both, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, because uh, we had, because the best part of everything was Eileen and her boobs going over the fence. Oh, so we had yeah. to make sure no, we that had to was classic. That. that was absolutely <laughs> classic. I, if it were photographed, it would have been the most hysterical thing in the world. But I could not function. I, I was paralyzed. We videotaped it, though. It's in the video. Video her On the fence? Yeah. Well, why don't we show it to everybody? Oh, I have to ed- I'd have to edit it, so I'll see well, what edit I edit it. Do. We're going to show it to you. In a <laughs> next couple, week. We'll show next you. week, we'll show you Eileen hanging from the fence. 
It's hysterical. I'm pretty I mean, sure it's in there. You know, the so, video is up on YouTube, you guys. It has like 50,000 views, I think. Right. Sometimes huge boobs get in the way. I know they do when you're driving. I don't know because I never had huge boobs. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I did drag years ago as Jane Russell, I used to drive to work and drag, and my tits would get caught in the steering wheel. I said, how do women have these goddamn things? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, just hilarious. All right, so you guys can listen to us. Here's all the places you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We appreciate it if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also hear us on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. The videos are on YouTube, Google Podcasts. You can hear us on Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. There's about another 150 or 60 more, but those are the actual ones that everybody like knows about and knows what they are. So if you can listen to us, but but uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, though, we actually get paid. So listen to us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice <laughs> to get paid? I've been on this show 20 years, how many, 20-something years, and I've never gotten a nickel, not a paycheck. You think it'd even take me to lunch, the cheap boss? I'll take you to <clears> go <throat> see the beekeeper, though, this weekend, because I want to see it. Just because you want to go. Not because <laughs> I wanna go. That's a very narcissistic, <laughs> selfish thing. Yeah, but you love Jason Statham. You betcha I do. <laughs> also, we want to say Jason hi to Mike Wagner. My, just joined Jason, us. Jason's my hero. Say hi to Mike Wagner from the Mike Wagner Show. He just he just joined hi, us. Hey, Mike. How you doing? If I were young, I would want to be Jason. Uh, they want us to smile into the camera. So hang on. Hang on. Let me fix my hair. I don't know what happened to it. My hair's all freaking weird today. <laughs> hang on. I'll just go. Hang on. But I like with the glasses because the glasses match. So smile. Yay. <laughs> I look a little fat. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not. I lost nine pounds. I'm really not. I'm getting better anyway, you guys. I've. I've uh, doing Can doing I much stop better. Smiling? Yeah, we'll do it one more time just to make sure she got it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you guys, our two guests today, like I said, Ricky Rebel and Ra Ra uh, Jan Birch. I thought I would give everybody uh, a little taste of what Ricky sounds like. We play one of his videos, and then we're going to play his new single when he comes on. And then when we get done, he should probably be here. Don't bark, Astro. Um, so here is Ricky Rebel. The name of the song is Preacher. Enjoy it, and we'll be right back with Ricky Rebel. Yeah. 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 
We've known him for many years. He hasn't been on the show, I don't think, since we lived in Pennsylvania, right? He has never been on the show since we've been no, here. We, where were we living when we went to the thing? In Pennsylvania. Oh, I thought we were living here. No. <laughs> well, so it's a long time ago. All right, so now we're going to bring him on, you guys. Let's let him in, Juan. Hey. hey there you are. Jimmy and Juan. Yeah. I have to say, gay buns. Gay basket. Uh, we love your preacher video. Cute I trick. love the pink. The pink cute shirt trick. is so cute. All the old, <laughs> all the old queens. Oh, wait, Ricky! All the old queens are having strokes and heart attacks. Yes. They are. That's a hot video, you little. You I love that video. With your buns hanging out, your meats in the basket. You know, I mean, you're looking good, girl. Boy, <laughs> thank you, girl. You're looking amazing too. So hold on, let's introduce him officially. All, All right, right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, singer, songwriter, dancer, musician, recording artist, and pop sensation, Ricky Rubble. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you. That's it's a long time coming. Yes. I miss you guys so much. It's so good to see you again. It is. It's We've seen you a see couple you. of times in L.A. at Red Carpets, but you're always very busy because you're always the, the, the showstopper at all the Red Carpets. Yeah, question so before we go any further. Your show, do you still do it with sparkles and spangles and explosions and stuff? Remember how you used to do your show? The show. Yeah, the glam, the glam aspect is still there. It's just a, a little different variation. You know, I come up with my laptop. I'm a, a producer. Yeah. I like to produce my music. So it's it's kind of more of a 
producer perspective, right? I got my laptop and I, I'm creating the music live with my guitar. And uh, I, I, had, I synchronize all of the effects to go with the, the portion of the song that it needs to go into so that, so that it sounds more like the record. So yeah, Art. it's more of, it's kind of that vibe, but then I also have dancers. I took them on tour. We went oh, to Japan yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. You dance, yeah. you still dance beautifully. We were watching the preacher <laughs> video and I was like, uh, cause I know how old you are since I Googled it yeah, today don't say and anything. I'm not going to say anything about how old you are, He's but, 74. but the fact that you did a full split on the ground, I couldn't do it even when I was like 10. Um, you know, but I actually like researched all kinds of stuff on you since we haven't had you on the, in the chat room. They said the last time we had you on was in 2017. So it's a long time. See, people, uh, people right? know this stuff. Oh yeah. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone in the chat room. You had to be Claudia because she's the one throwing up all these facts for me. So <laughs> how, how's the love green. life? Anybody in the love life? He's, he's got yes, I, I've been in a, a relationship for um, 11 years. Oh, the same guy we met. A dentist. He's a yeah, dentist. Yeah, you guys met. Yeah, we, yes. met, we met him. We met him. <laughs> so I like love it. That's good. Yeah, we're together. We're married 10 years. Are you married or just together? Uh, I think... Well, we call each other husband, but um, oh, we're not technically married. Well, legal, but yeah. Legally, you're not married. So you guys yeah. can follow Ricky on Instagram. He's at Ricky Rebel Rocks. His website is Rick, RickyRebelRocks.com. We were talking before you came on about how we went on the uh, the ghost, ghost hunt with Eileen. Oh, my um, gosh. I remember that. 160,000 views, I think, the video got. And how much fun. He was talking about how you guys were peeing together and talking that's, to the ghost in the glory that's hole. That's what I said. <laughs> when, you're, when you peeing with somebody, you're buddies for life. I feel that's the best way to bond a bond a buddy. Have a Right. If you pee together. Oh, well, no, that's a. There's not the next thing intimate is to have sex. So if you don't have sex and you pee together, that's intimate. Actually, here's a story too. Yeah. We were at a Check we were out. we were at a red carpet premiere in LA and he was peeing. I don't know if you know who Richard Grieco is. He played Booker on twenty and he was on twenty one jump street. He was peeing next okay. to him and the whole time pitching the show like you should be a guest on the show. And now he's a friend, you know, he's been on the show a bunch of and times. Richard, but he met him peeing. No, Richard just kept looking like I was weird. Like I was strange and he ran away from me and I ran after him. I said, listen, I'm not crazy. I am so-and-so and this is what we do and we want you on the show. And then finally he, he believed me. And uh, now it's- You took a shot, you a shot. it worked. I peed with Warren Beatty. I peed with- oh, did you? Oh yeah, right next. And I never looked either. <laughs> no, I never looked. And I you, you know how many people said to me, screw you, Mary, I would have looked. I said, yeah. no, I never looked. I wouldn't do that. That's that's invading his privacy. So yeah. if they would have swung it around towards me, right. but since he was private, so I, hang on. Anyway, who else have I peed next? A couple of people. Big shit. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm famous for peeing. I talk to everybody. You know, that. he's lucky that he knows because a lot of times he doesn't know who they are. But this time he knew, the ones that he knows because he knew Richard Grieco. So that was yeah, fun. Richard's a good so guy. let's brag a little. All right, so yeah, here you guys. Brag. So everybody knows Ricky Rebel. In case you don't know who he is, because I always knew he had all these accomplishments, but I really never knew quite how, how much because he's basically. So you've been performing like your whole freaking like life. So you guys. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, uh, Ricky was in a – besides all the, the – like he did Broadway and all these different things, 
Um, he was in a band, a boy band called No Authority, who I actually liked a lot, you guys. He was signed to Michael Jackson's label. They opened for Aaron Carter. Um, then they later signed to Madonna's Maverick Records. He toured with they toured with Britney Spears, Destiny's Child, 98 Degrees, Jessica Simpson. Um, and then as Ricky Rebel, he also toured with O-Town. And he was an actor in the movie Anywhere But Here with Susan Sarandon and Natalie Portman. He was a musical performer in Anastasia, which is my favorite animated movie, by the way. Um, really? And then he was a dancer in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. He was featured in the Pepsi Joya Cola commercial with Aretha Franklin. And uh, he was also in American Dreams in Boston Public. And I was ta- I'm was i working with a guy named Matt. And he also paid next to Ron Russell. And I'm actually wor- working on a movie with a guy named Matt Chasen who produces movies and he represents talent. He told me that you're in one of the movies that they're working on. Oh, who is this? Matt Chasen. Matt Chasen. Oh, amazing. Anyway, okay. Thing up, and he said you're doing a movie with them. <laughs> this is great. That I, I need to know about this. <laughs> I, I was, I, and I, I love I, the new haircut too. It's something different. I mean, I like the long hair with the pink in it, but this is very nice. Uh, you always you always look really really cool and fantastic, like a superstar everywhere you go. So that's something I really like about you that you take it seriously and you don't walk around. You know, you walk around like you are somebody as opposed to like the rock stars who walk around and you couldn't tell because they look homeless. Yeah, but he doesn't walk. Yeah, but I didn't listen. If Ricky was a snobby bitch, I wouldn't have been so nice to him. You know, I'm that part. I'm, I'm polite. If you're a snobby bitch and a, and a queen who thinks who she is, I'm, I'm very nice to you, but you won't get more than nice out of me. But you, right. you're, you're, you're my buddy. You're good. You're, you're not snobby. You're a star and you and you don't show it. And that's what makes you a superstar. Because when a star shows he's a star, he's really not a star. He's a wannabe. Mm, mm, I mean, you, yeah. you made it. You're there. You it's hard for it. me because I've had people try to, you know, make me something I'm not. You know, No, you own to- it. You own it, honey. You own it. So you so you've done a lot since the last time we saw you, but but I we specifically brought you on and we don't have the music video. We're gonna play the song, but let's talk about it. So you got a new you got a new song called BBC. It's I guess considered controversial, maybe. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know the whole story about it. I, I just found out like a minute ago what BBC stands for. And because uh, I was actually thought it had to do with the, like the radio station, like radio in the UK. But but it has also because Ron always has this thing about in movies. How oh yeah how women you know you get to see everything on a woman but men they never show full frontal nudity in a movie in men and, and, and he complains about it all the time I've, I've been campaigning right. for a couple of years because it's just degrading to women it's okay show pussy but you can't show cock and I think that's just you can't so- even say the word cock <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if we can either if we get canceled oh, now we'll find out. <laughs> At my age, I don't give a fuck what I say. You understand? I love that. I don't give a shit. I've earned my dues. I love that. What is it, a song? Yeah, it's a song. What are you going to sing, my big black cock? I mean, how do you sing it? Well, you have to hear the record. (laughs) You have to hear it. Listen listen to the song. It's uh, it's a song. You want us to play it first, and then we can come back and talk about it? Or do you want to talk about it first? Is it going to? You don't have to play the whole thing. I don't want you to get banned. Is it, oh, is it going to offend, offend the fucking world? Is everybody going to have a nervous breakdown from it? No, it's it's a little more. It's not on the nose too much. It, it 
You'll hear it. You'll you'll hear the song. It's sexy. My opinion is sexy. Everybody out there. Do I know? Wait, everyone out there listening or watching, if you do not like the subject matter of of big black cock, then don't listen. Tune out. So here, let's do it. You introduce it, and then he's going to play it. You guys, it doesn't have a music video, so you're going to see us listening. You'll see our reactions as we're listening to it. You introduce it, they'll play it, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, you are hearing it for the first time on the live Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell show. Uh, This is my single. It's called BBC. Yay!
that's so not bad. I, what, I love it. What was bad? Yay! What What was bad about it? <laughs> I love it. Oh wait, you're hang on. Your mic is off. Your, your mic is off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was? Um, what? I think it's uh, explicit. Don't you think? You know what? Now that you did my big black cock, you got to do my tight white pussy. <laughs> That's the new single. <laughs> Next song, my tight white exactly. I think clubs will love it. The chat room loves it. Um, I like the beat. I like the sound. It's Thank very, uh, it's very sexy. It's very Thank like you. get laid. Like what? It's get laid. It's get laid music. Correct. Like, like years ago in my day, everybody used to get laid to. Ravel's Bolero, da 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 da. You know, now it would be. I don't your, know what that is. Ravel's Bolero. You illiterate. <laughs> you don't know what Le, Ravel's Bolero is. No. Ravel's Bolero is one of the most popular pieces of 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 symphony music in the world, written by Ravel. What did I marry, Ricky? Help! What did I marry, I moron? Hang on. What grade did you go up to? Huh? I got kicked out of school at 16, and I know Ravel Bolero. It, anyway, I don't and know. You don't know. It's Ravel. classic music symphony by Maurice Ravel. Yes, it's, it's it goes on forever. It's of it's, course, B. Claudia knows because she fucking knows everything. No, <laughs> Jimmy, anybody in the planet knows Ravel Bolero. I have to. Da 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 and it goes on forever, the same thing, over and over and over oh, and over, over, until it reaches a crescendo where it goes, da, and it goes wild. And that's when you're supposed to climax. That's it. It's wonderful. You used to have sex to that? But now we have Ricky Remble's uh, BBC. It's that's just like that. I'm honored that you, you, you uh, no, it's very, yeah. very like move your torso. I saw you doing it. The music makes you want to move your torso and grind. Yes, and grind. It's a very, it's a very, all of you out there who are going to get laid tonight, get the out, get the record, get the single. It just came out on fr Friday, right? It just came out on Friday, everybody. Yeah, it's available on all major music streaming platforms. So if you like iTunes, it's on iTunes. It's available on Spotify. And uh, yeah, I wrote the song just because I'm I'm kind of going through a, like a sex resurgent phase in my life. I don't know if you guys have been through that in your lives. Um, sex resurgent? Kind of, Are you serious? Like, like explosion or something. I'm, I'm 83 years old. What kind of sex resurgence? <laughs> I mean, I, it's like, I don't know, I hit my, I hit the age that I hit and all of a sudden it's just, you know, um, somebody introduced me to a certain type of, of active, like to do, have sex in a certain way. And it just kind of blew my mind and kind of, um, I mean, there's no way that I don't know how to have sex. So <laughs> If you have some way that I don't know, I want to know I'm about. I'm talking about group group sex or just like multiple partner sex. I've never done oh, that. Before. I, 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 I this never. Person, this person no. blew my mind because he like, I'm being very explicit right now, but yeah. he he enjoyed you know listening to me be with people coming in the room and you know 
that I had never done that before in my whole life. I have never, I'm pretty uh, vanilla, like that song, I'm Vanilla well, Baby. I'm, I'm very vanilla. Yeah, I, I, I've never gangbanged in my life. Could you believe that? You know that, right? Another life. I never. I will before I die. When I meet Jason Stateman, I will. <laughs> you need to do it. I mean, I, th I think everybody should. I, I know. I will not say that. I don't think everybody should gangbang. It's not for everybody. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, it opened up a new, like, wow, I've never, I've never done that with, I've never been so uh, free, I guess. The word. It's only and, new, Ricky, till it gets old. It gets old. The whole thing gets old. We know this. It we know it all old. gets old. It's because old. It's, 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 it's empty. It's empty. And there's, and there's a, a part of the song where you could hear it gets kind of dark at the end and that's kind of sh showing this side of of it that it's it's not you know the answer to anything but it, it is a lot of fun sex is a lot of fun listen i Absolutely. i have i had a very my best friend who i grew up with never had sex with him he's my best friend my buddy my like my brother only went out with black men and I asked him one day, I said, how come you never date white men? He said, because you go out, you pick up a white guy in the bar, you bring him home, maybe he's got six inches. He said, but if right. you pick up a black guy and you bring him home, you got eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I said, Jesus Christ, 12. He said, what, how about 14? I said, you're out of your mind. <laughs> so really, there are a lot of gay, uh, not gay women, there are a lot of straight women who, who only like black men. There's no reason not to. They're human. People are human. We're human. Women are human. I like them all. I like them all. But we're all human. What's the big deal? So in the in the in the chat room, first of all, uh, they're telling me to tell you that everybody loves your Instagram. Your Instagram is beautiful. But in the chat room, they're saying that they don't think that the lyrics were uh, as explicit as "WAP," "Wet Ass Pussy" by Cardi B. Oh, I thought that was terrible. That, that song, I, that was horrible. "Wet Ass Pussy." That was degrading to women. That was disgusting. Oh, that was shitty. I didn't like that song. I thought that's like the fact that we couldn't play "Baby It's Cold Outside," but "Wet Ass Pussy" is like the number one song in the country. Though I thought it was kind right. of like pathetic. Isn't but, that funny? But I crazy? Think, yeah, I didn't think it was all that explicit. It was a great dance song. It has a great beat, and I think. Uh, Thank you. What um, wet ass pussy? It, huh? No, no. His BBC. oh, his his was nothing. His was just a song about a dick. <laughs> no big deal. You didn't say it was a syphilated pussy, pissy dick. That would be, <laughs> that would be offensive. <laughs> All right? It, it was just a nice dick. Dicks are nice. What's wrong with a dick? It's part yeah, of our it, body. You know, yeah. it's, it's so I open the conversation, you know? Like, it's, it's okay for women to be very expressive like this, but for um, for men to do it, it's a totally different story, especially if they're they're gay. It's like a different thing, you know. They the industry kind of um, doesn't. Um, how should I put this? Um, people get gay men get ridiculed for talking in this way. Like Sam Smith, for instance, he's gotten really vilified, and Lil Nas X is considered like satanic, which he's done a lot of satanic things. I'm not gonna lie, but but it, he's done. He also gets a lot of flack for. For being overtly sexual, I love so, Lil Nas. You know so I'm not a big Sam Smith you know fan, but I love Lil Nas. I can sum this whole thing up with "Mind your fucking business." <laughs> you didn't like that, that part. Part. 
let everybody do what they want. It may not be what you want, but it's what they want. And correct. And if they have and, an and audience listen, and they like it, do life, it. Life, we take life for granted. Get a stroke and survive. Suddenly the world is a different place. And you that realize part. that these stupid laws and ignorant prejudices mean shit. Enjoy that big black dick if that's what you like, or that yellow dick or that, or, that <laughs> dick, or that little white dick, or that big. I, I would go all there. of them. All of them. No, I enjoy think life. Enjoy life, and I feel like when I have yeah, sex with dick, what's a big deal? Such a strong what's connection. I, I have to say this: when I have sex with people, I have a very my partner and I were open, but like I have a very strong connection with people when I have sex with them, and it's like a sharing of like of energy and love. And I just wanted to make a record, a, a song that reflected how it feels, you know, how I feel when I'm in that experience with people. Um, and I also wanted to make the commitment, like when I'm on stage now, I really want to have sex with people metaphorically in the crowd. It's very important to me that I'm able to and not just give that kind of love and energy to the person I'm with in bed, but I want to give it to the audience. I want to give it to the crowd. So I've been trying to figure out ways that I can be vulnerable like that to my audience. And I think I've, I think I've accomplished that a lot more than I did back in when, you know, before. Well, before. Yeah. I, I, get, I get your point, but it's not necessary um, to uh, even think about doing that. Just do what you're doing because it's so good. You don't have to have an afterthought or a beforethought. When you go mm. on stage, just be Ricky Rebel. That's all is enough. You don't need right. to go further. Trust me. Be you. Be you, right? Be you. be you because that's what people are paying to see. Like me, on this show, I'm so vulgar and disgusting, right? If mm. I wasn't vulgar and disgusting, we wouldn't be the number one show in the world. How do you like Amen. that? You know you're right. on the number one show. Yeah, well, right now we're charting in like 10 countries, like top 100. You are all over like the world countries. right now. And it's wow. because I'm honest, open, and I tell it like, I talk like you're my buddy having coffee with me. And right. that's important. Because I could be very, oh, oh, that song, Big, Big Black, what is it? Penis? Oh, oh, that's vulgar. Oh, we can't have that on our show. How many people would listen to the show? They'd say, who's that old queen bitching about? <laughs> right, right. Be yourself. That's a big lesson to learn. Yourself. Very difficult thing to do. It's very difficult to do, um, especially when you're in an industry that has bullied you for so long and to not be who you are, to cover mm -hmm. up who you are or be more straight, be more masculine, be more this, be more gay, be, be a transvestite, be a transsexual, be a this, be a that. It's like... Everybody wants to, you know, they kind of want to pull you in a lot of different directions. So it's kind of hard for the artist to understand who they really are. And a lot of times you're trying to, or I am in my, my mind, like get back where I'm at right now is I want to get back to who I really am. That's why I'm growing my hair out. You know, I want my, my, my roots to come out. I want my real hair to come out. I want just the real thing to show more. That's what yeah, I'm more interested in. Real hair. For, really? Not since you were very young, right? Because everything, since we've uh, known you, you've I always met, been blonde. When, yeah, when I met you, you had blue. blue. I've had 
blue hair. I've had green yeah, hair. I've had blue when I'm here. I've had all these different like things, iterations. And I just feel like, look at, I want to go back to who Ricky is. I want to know who Ricky is. I want to talk to that person or I want to be more of who maybe he's Richard now, but Richard's even cooler. Oh, do you, um, so first of all, cause you know, in a lot of ways you always reinvent yourself. You're kind of like a male Madonna. Um, Thank you. In a, in a you lot have of to reinvent yourself because time is moving forward and you have to move right. forward with time. Otherwise, you'd be like me, something from the day of Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Actually, you were promoting the Blue Album, I think, when you came, when we first met you uh, and had you on. You had blue hair because you were promoting the Blue Album. Um, so yeah. I have a question about when. Wait, the last time I saw you, you were on Sunset Boulevard in Beverly Hills. Uh, we drove by, and we drove by, and I said, "Oh shit, Jimmy!" Said, that's, that's I'm right. like, "There's Ricky Rebel," and I went like this: blow the horn, blow the horn, <laughs> blow the horn. Oh my gosh! I wonder where I was out. I can't remember. Blow the horn and wave, Ricky. It was some kind of a, a demonstration in the park in Beverly Hills. It right. was great. We had and, a great and time. It was fabulous. Oh, a demonstration, huh? Okay. Uh, so let me see. Let me ask you this then. So as a boy band, first of all, do you keep in touch with any of the guys from uh, uh, from No Authority at all? I do uh, every now and then get a call from, with Tommy. Every now and then we'll speak with each other. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely fond of Danny. I love Danny very much. I love all of them, to be honest. So, But we don't talk very much. So you, but you were like totally straight. I mean, like you, well, you were portraying totally straight when you did that. Cause you know, you guys, you guys had a couple of hits and you know, I'm a boy band expert cause I like love all the boy band stuff. And you basically, you know, uh, left the boy band to become Ricky rebel. Uh, but how was it like, was it, was the fact that you had to stay closeted overbearing to, to the point where you didn't get to have any fun or was it actually Ricky fun getting to do all those closet. things? Yes, he was in the closet back Ricky, then. Ricky, this Ricky here was in the closet. I think he was. Well, you weren't really out when me. you were in the boy band, were you? Listen, listen. I, I again, I didn't really know who I was. So at that, oh, so well, you figured it out yet? At that time, I, um, I was dating women and having sex with girls and doing all that. So we all, were. I, we all, did. we all were, as yeah, we, we should. Were. Everyone yeah. should. I think everyone should have sex with everyone. So that's my deal, whether they're girl or boy. Um, but I think that it was hard for me because I wasn't um, having amorous feelings towards men at that time. I was having amorous feelings towards women and girls. So it was just a difficult thing when I was the one. I was the one targeted in that boy band for being gay and quote homosexual. And I'm like, this is really weird because this. Other guy is gay for real. Eric is really gay, and I'm not even that. So um, it was a little complicated for me. If if I had been truly like quote gay from the very beginning of my life, I, I would have never hid any of that and been ashamed of any of that stuff. It was just more complex for me growing up because I did I do like women, or I do you know I was dating them at the time and all this stuff. So it made it made things even more complicated for me. Do you think but that we had to go through training? We had to do like straight, like like training where we could sound a certain way and answer questions a certain no, way. Label. It's a lot of work not to slip up and do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll never forget that that when I did a press conference, okay. like, high school, 
like, hey. No, I, I, I've always been a very kind, you know, of course, feminine. Um, I was very shy as a kid. Um, but for some reason, I, I don't know. It, I was definitely a lot more straight acting back then than I am now. So now you I just. Well, I think, hang on, wait, wait, let me finish because I want to. Yeah, let me say something. Okay. Ricky, who gives a fuck? It's what you are now that we love. Right this mm -hmm. moment, this honest, sincere boy who's telling his heart out to the world, this I is am. the guy that I like. This is my buddy, Ricky. Thank you. What you were, what what you're going to be, I'm not interested in. It's the moment, Est. Remember that. The moment is what counts. What's happening now is what counts, not later. And you're being very honest on this show, and I, and I so appreciate it. I really do. Because, so, because there's so many young gay people out there so, who don't, wait a minute, who don't know what they're doing. They don't know. They yeah, it's have a good this, role model. They have this attraction to a man and they're afraid and they don't understand it. Correct. Maybe they'll listen to this show and you'll help them. That's very good. That's good about you. You're a good guy. You. You're a good guy. So do you think, because you're a very good performer, like as Ricky Rebel and you guys were really good um, as no authority. Do you think that that actually helped you a lot, you know, performing with four other guys or however many guys were in the band? I don't even know. Uh uh, you know, in front because you you basically played stadiums, right? I mean, you played big arenas. Yeah, big big places, definitely. We opened for Britney Spears. At yeah, one that's point. What's yeah, she pretty big. Britney Spears is she a bitch or what? She's not a bitch. Is no. she? A, she's a prima donna, or is she no, 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 no. She's a hard. She was a hard worker. Uh, she was very nice. She was a very nice person. And I thought she was too nice, in my opinion. When I first met her, I was like, this girl is going to get hurt by this industry because maybe I was projecting, but she's she was just a sweet person. And I just felt like anybody who's that kind and sweet is going to eventually get really hurt by people in this industry. That's, that was my first instinct of her. So you also were in two My Chemical Romance uh, music videos back in the day. I, I'm, I was a huge My Chemical Romance fan. I met Gerard Way like twice, and he was oh. nice. I don't elusive, but a little bit. You know, but he was nice, you know, because I was a, a screaming fan practically. You know, back then I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know any famous people then. That was like a long time ago. You um, hadn't met me yet. I hadn't met Ron yet. Um, so, so you've really done like a lot of things. Like, let's say if you were like, who who are some of the people that you like right now? Like, if you were going to go and, and they said, okay, Ricky Rebel, you know, you're going to go open for any artist on the planet. You know, who would you want to like go and perform with and play with and open for or or just perform with or do a duet with? Who's, who's some of the people that you really like, uh, like and respect and listen to now that you're Ricky Rebel at this stage in your life? Well, I, when I listen to music, I, I, I kind of obsess over people, and it's always like one at a time. Okay. Like a very extended period of time, right? So it's for my whole life, it's been Madonna. Like my whole, you know, life up until like right about now, I'm kind of like, okay, it's time to move on. <laughs> um, it's time to move on. 65. She's almost, almost my age, wow. I mean, she still she still inspires me a lot, but um, my new obsession um, is the weekend. I really, I, like the weekend. I really love his music. 
I like the pr- production a lot. And I actually crossed paths with the producer. Um, we were up in Ojai. I don't know if you've ever been to Ojai. That's kind of like near where I live. Oh my God, I love it so much. But he was at the same spa and the producer walked by. So I'm kind of like more obsessed with producers like Max Martin. I would love to work with him. I'm obsessed with Max. I'm obsessed with um, this the producer that that did all the hits for the weekend, um, that kind of thing. So I'm kind of like a little bit more obsessed with with producers now rather than the artists we have, themselves. We have a friend. Her name is Cece Hendricks, and she literally like travels all over the world to see Madonna. Like literally, like she's very wealthy. Yeah, she goes all over Madonna the place. Is. And uh, and actually, like when we first met her, we met her about three years ago, I think. But but like uh, she she has her name Cece Hendricks, and she's got or Cece Sykes, I think, on Instagram. But she gets invited to everything. So like she had all kinds of pictures. She was at the weekend's birthday party, and she was hanging out with the weekend. And I was like, wow, that's like really you know, that's like cool shit because those are the kind of parties you really meet people who who are freaking awesome and also doing such great things in the music industry. Um, that I think it's a lot of fun. So good for you. I, I like the weekend. What's the That's the name of a, a, a guy who sings. He's a singer. Whole weekend. The weekend. Yeah. The weekend. Yeah. Couldn't you come up with a better name? <laughs> <laughs> you know who I like too. I like actually. It's kind of controversial of me to say, but uh, I like Kanye. Kanye West. I would love to. Um, I, I like Kanye like West. I think his music is really good. Um, I like him a lot as long as he doesn't talk. I like his music. Um, right. like, I have to say, and I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Okay. So I am not a Swifty. I do not like Taylor Swift, but many years ago when she won the Grammy and he went out and said, Beyonce should have gotten that. I thought that was like the most, oh, he really just, did I that? thought that was terrible. <clears throat> he just uh, it was a terrible thing. It was very rude. And Beyonce doesn't need any help. She sold a billion records. Oh my God. Uh, so I didn't like that about him, but his music, out of the business. his music though is phenomenal. Like, yeah, his, uh, I'm speaking tra- primarily on his tracks, like the tracks themselves. Like even if you take him off the record, oh, great. this is really good production, extremely cool and always um, ahead of its time, I think. They're asking me in the chat room to ask Ricky, and I don't know what this means, so maybe uh, nothing, uh, how much he loved the weekend in the show with Johnny Depp's daughter. I don't even know what the hell that means. Oh, I love it. I tell him I love the idol. It's called the idol. Okay. Is that a TV show? It was, yeah, it was, I had one season and it got canceled. Uh, okay. But literally, uh, I love that. Obsessed. Tell him I'm obsessed with the soundtrack as well. I listen to that soundtrack when I work out. That's Dawn. So, and also, you were in Japan not too long ago, right? You toured in Japan. How long ago was that? Yeah, we went last year in June. We went in June, and it was phenomenal. We went to it was like a four city tour all around Japan, Tokyo, uh, Osaka, Kobe, Kyoto. Do you speak uh, Japanese? Uh, a little. Well, yeah. they, I'm sure they were rece- they were receptive to you though, right? Yoroshiku <laughs> <laughs> They they liked you though, right? I mean, I would imagine they would like you in Japan. Oh gosh, yes. Um, such a good vibe over there. Um, people 
love the music. They're uh, very responsive to the show itself because we like to dance and perform. And it, it kind of reminds, I think they have a real love for Michael Jackson and Madonna in the eighties and things like that. So it's a really good fit for me to perform there. Also, so we're the thinking going again this year. We're kind of in, in, t- in talks to either go in July or um, early October, or maybe both. I might want to go both. Times. I think that like the first, when the other times that you've been on because they're mentioning it in the chat room, like we didn't really know that you played guitar. Now I see you know you're playing guitar, um, and also they're writing in there that you're going to release a cover of Wonderwall. Is that from Oasis? Wonder release a what? Are you doing a Wonderwall from Oasis? What is the one? I am. I am. Wonderwall. A cover song. To me, I'm sitting a jerk. Okay, Wonderwall is a song by a very famous British band called Oasis, Noel and Liam Gallagher, and you're doing a a cover of it. Is that right? Correct. Yes, it's coming out um, probably next month. Um, It's really good. I think in my, I don't know, it just came out. It was just one of those things, you know, you got the guitar, I put a good cool beat, a modern beat uh, over it, and... um, we laid the vocals down in my uh, studio in my house and we call it in the closet records. Cause we, I, I shove people in my closet, um, <laughs> you know, cause the, all my clothes, I have so many clothes. It, it, it uh, denses the, you know, the sound so it doesn't bounce off the walls. So I just throw them in my closet and, you know, we got some cool background vocals from my friends and then um, we added, you know, I just did the vocal and uh, one of my, one of my besties is my choreographer and she's also my art director for my show. She she went on tour with me in Japan as well. Her name is Samantha Hart. She's a sweetheart. And I'm actually producing her music here at my house. And um, she was what here kind of, what helping kind of music me. Music do? What? What kind of music is she going to be doing? Um, I've been making a pop record with her. And it's actually kind of really good. <laughs> I'm almost like jealous of her shit. I'm like, God, because she's such a great writer. Um, and she knows like what she wants, you know, from the beats. And she and I have a very, very similar, uh, you know, aesthetic musically. We like, we, we love, um, you know, Missy Elliott and all the, the 2000s era. So she's trying to hit, hit a lot of that 2000s sound, um, but make it modern as well. So I'm, I'm, I, have to say, I like, I like pop music the best out of everything. Like I listen to everything and I listen to a lot of rock. Um, now that I'm old, I listen to like a lot of seventies rock actually. And like more mellow stuff. But if I had to pick my favorite genre, it's probably like pop. And, and, and I also like all the boy band stuff. I follow all the boy band people I find on TikTok and all the different places just cause I enjoy it. Um, and we're friends with like the guys, some of the guys from 98 degrees and some of the other bands. And so oh it's my God, I love 98. Um, um, like, I, I can't give anything to this conversation because everybody I knew that was famous that sang is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all gone. Peggy Lee. I mean, they're you all me. Gone. You know me now. Yeah, yeah now I, I have a newer generation. Yes. Well, I also have my darling friend who I love a lot, C.C. Pennington. You know, Pennington. Yes. Pennington. That's what I said. Why are you correcting me? Because it's not it's not Pennington, it's Pennington. Pen- I didn't say Pennington, you faggot. <laughs> I said Pennington. <laughs> this is why you guys have lasted for so long. You call each other the, the F word. Yes. My yes. I do the same do, thing. Do you know Cece? Do you know Cece? Finally. It has happened. Someone yeah. has happened to yeah. me. 
I beautiful singer, beautiful She's voice. Such a nice girl. So that's my my generation now. Well, I have a question. What do you think? What do you think? Because um, another person who kind of like took over for uh, for Madonna, like that, kind of like filled into her space was Lady Gaga. Were you a Lady Gaga fan? I do um, respect Lady Gaga a lot, and I actually love a few of her songs. Um, I do think that Lady Gaga is, like Madonna says, um, what, what did she say on that interview? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, reductive, a reductive version of Madonna. Um, no, you know, it's, it's just, it, I don't think that Lady Gaga, we talked about knowing who you are as a person, even, even, um, yeah, I, I don't think that Lady Gaga necessarily knows who she is which is totally fine. And I, I love artists like that, you know, but she seems a little, I would be honored to work. Let me just say this. I think she's incredibly talented beyond imagination, vocally writing everything, performing performer. She's an absolutely incredible. Let's not take ever take that away from my car. However, I think there's a part of her that's, um, like she doesn't, she's, she's trying on clothes. She's trying on things. Not necessarily like Madonna is way different. Like Madonna is, well, she was, I don't know what's going on with Madonna right now. Um, she's having a moment, yeah, but back in the day, she was very confident. She's a very naturally confident person. Like, like knowing who she is, knowing what she wants. And I, and I, and I think Lady Gaga's like that too, to a certain extent, but, but I think she's more, She's not as strong as Madonna. So I like the fact that Lady Gaga sang with Tony Bennett and like she can really sing. You know, you you know for a fact that Lady Gaga's not using auto-tune because she can no, really she, sing. She has a she's incredible vocalist. Beyond imagination. Extremely talented. And you know, she's playing Harlequin. She's playing Harlequin. She's playing Harlequin in the new Joker movie or whatever. And they say it's like the most anticipated, you know, movie of this year coming out with her playing Harlequin. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, cause I think as an actress, she was really good. I've she's always loved her. As woman. Everything. My favorite song she's ever done is poker face. I'm still like on that record. That whole first record of hers is just a masterpiece. Um, that first record where, where poker face was on it. Um, everything kind of sounded like a demo, but it was like not a demo, but it was like really hot, amazing right. pop music. Um, it was crazy. Um, and then I always knew, like when I first saw Lady Gaga, I'm like, "This, she's an actor." I mean, it's so obvious. She was good. I, I well, actually think she's when, a great actress. Remember when she came out dressed in all meat? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody could beat that one. It's all acting. All of that is acting. You can't. Nobody could beat that. They don't understand. She, I would have never done that. I would have. She never came out with all the steaks all over. That's gross. I wouldn't have done. No, <laughs> there's no other artist that could beat that. Nobody. That moment. She did it. That's the right. Ultimate. Unless you right. want to put dead bodies over you. If somebody comes out with a couple of dead bodies on them, that That's might terrible. be her meat. Do you like Lizzo? Who? Lizzo. I met I met Lizzo backstage uh, one time. Um, she was just really loud and not very nice, not very friendly. That's funny. Did you ever meet Johnny Mantis? I have. <laughs> Do you know who Johnny Mathis is? Do you know who Johnny Mathis is? I have, yeah, yeah. You met him. 
the greatest singer was, in the world, they said, sold more albums than Frank Sinatra. Wow. And he's still singing at, what, 86 or 88 yeah, he's or something. Old. He's still in concert. And he's still selling out. So let's go back to you. So what? Uh, so so BBC just came out. Are you? Uh, I think I saw a video that you know you're releasing like a single a month or something. So instead of releasing an album, you're releasing singles. So you get more play that way. Correct that statement. Correct statement. I'm going to be doing like lots of back to back releases, um, and probably by the end of the year, I'll put them all together in one, and then maybe one add album. like two extra tracks or something, and call it an album. You know, that's my album. So do you um, produce everything? Like, do you do actually your whole production? You do it in your in your studio at home, but do you actually do everything? Like, you mix it and master it and everything, or do you have people that do that for you, or do you actually know how to do it all? Um, well, BBC is – I did everything, the whole thing, mixing, mastering, producing, um, writing. Well, no, actually, I take that back. I co-produced with my friend Wayne Folks, one of my best one of my besties. Wayne Folks helped me – you know, produce it and write it, but he lives in Texas. So we do it, everything over zoom, right. we put a whole album together over zoom called wild reality. Um, but yeah, I mean, I realized that like when I, I like the way I do it, you know, um, I mix it. I become to, to the point where I'm kind of like, Oh, I like this, the way it sounds. And I give it to mixers and the song sounds completely different. Like it's, it's out of control how different it sounds. And I'm like, dude, I really didn't want you to do that. I would just wanted you to take what I had and kind of just, if, if the, if the baseline's a little too hot in the mix, just go like this with it. I don't need you to take this, this drum and put it over here and make this have an effect over here and make this thing do all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, mixing has been the biggest nightmare of my whole, like I've never realized like how important mixing is for in the craft of, of making music, it's like, it's probably the most important thing of, of anything. The artistry, it's more important than the writing. It's more important than the blah, 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 blah. Everything comes down to the mix. So it's really important that, you know, as an artist, you work with people who you, you know, who, who are good mixers, who don't take your work and kind of, you know, make it something that it's not. And in the guise of making it sound better, industry standard better. Because to me, it's like, why do you mix? Matter. I like it. I like it. If I don't, I don't. That's that's kind of like how it's getting to to that point. Every song has to be mixed and mastered. What yeah. does that mean? Um, come up with the final edit of the song. Yeah, I mean, don't you just sing and record it? Like years ago, they sang into a mic and it went to a right. record. Right. They didn't, they didn't mix anything. It was open mic and. No, I don't think they do that anymore because I don't. I never no, see. No, so yeah, what I'm saying is that the singers of my era had to sing because right. if they didn't sing, they sounded like crap. Today, right. you can mix and you can add and you can do. Even I could sing today if they gave me that thing that that, that little microphone. <laughs> that that. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot you can do to your voice. There's a lot you could do to your voice to make it sound better. Um, you can compress your voice. You could put EQ on it to make it have a better tone to it. You can uh, put auto-tune on it to help you make sure you're on your pitch, correct? They could do Mark. something called Melodyne, which is amazing. Melodyne is basically auto-tune without anybody in the world knowing that you're on auto-tune. So it does the whole effect for you. And it's so nuanced that it could put you perfectly on pitch, but it sounds like your real voice coming out. 
So, I mean, this is industry standard things that that every record on the planet has. There's no such thing as a, a record on radio that isn't mixed, that we're, isn't mastered, that isn't processed. There's no, there'll never be, never. It's not going to happen. Like, and and the art of mixing is way different than say the art of playing a guitar or whatever. It's about understanding like this vocal is too loud. You got to put it down here, and this thing needs to, this synth has to be over here. And it has to blend. If it's too loud, it's going to overpower this. And this needs to come down here. And this, I mean, it is such a science. It's so out of control. Um, but I, I realized that I'm not a scientist. I'm not, I didn't go to school for this stuff, but I know that I can make my record sound the way I want it to period using like the, the five plugs that I have. And if it sounds good, it sounds, if it's, if it sounds the way the artist wants, then you have to call it a day. You right. literally have to call it a day and say, that's it kids. We're done with the conversation because if you give your stems, they're called stems, like that's like the individualized tracks, like your, your drums, your bass, your vocals, your guitar, your synths. If you give that to other mixers, they're going to come out with a totally different version of your own song. Amazing. And, and sometimes it's way better and sometimes it's way worse. <laughs> Did you know years ago they used a guitar pedal? A singer used a guitar pedal. You didn't even know that, did you? Mm. You know what, what the, they do with it? Voice through a guitar pedal. A guitar pedal. They used to sing through the guitar pedal because you mm. could adjust the guitar pedal for echo and reverb. Could you imagine? That was so primitive compared to what you're talking about, and that was like a big deal because you could echo your voice and reverb it and sound almost, you know, better than what you sound like normally. I love that. Yeah. And now, Look at the equipment now. It must be rooms filled with machinery. Well, not really. No, I mean everything is is in in your computer, right? Like these these producers are um, really amazing right now. Um, they can create crazy stuff just on their laptops. Um, really well produced stuff. It's a totally That's different. Because uh, I can we're going into the you know I have friends that that had recording, big recording studios where big artists came in, but the boards were like as big as this room, you know, they took a yeah, whole room and now you can do it on a computer. I mean, that's Ricky, did you study sick. ballet? I did study ballet. I love ballet. Because I could see some of your moves were ballet updated. I do. It, I love there's ballet. One move, there's one move you did in your dance that I like a lot when you put your arms like this and you do that. Do you know what you move? Three, you move three times forward like this. Oh, he's talking about in your uh, preacher in your, video. In your video, preacher in preacher. Yeah, yeah. you you yeah, do. I think I, you put your arms like this, and you sort of snake-like move your body three times. I thought that was so cool. And move forward. Yeah. It was really good. I love ballet so much. I used to I used to take ballet class uh, recently. With my friend Nicholas, who he moved to New York recently, so we don't take class anymore. But I miss it. We used to go to ballet class, and I I, I love the um, discipline associated with ballet. I love that it's always pretty much kind of the same. I mean, it doesn't really change too much. Not like modern, not like modern, you know, jazz or modern classes. Are you, like, still, are you living in New York now, or LA? I live in near Calabasas and West Village, all of that area. Where do you live? Here, Calabasas. 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 Yeah. That's California? Here. Yes. No, I don't mean Calabasas is not far from us. 
We live in Palm Springs. They want to oh know. My what God. I love Palm Springs. They want to know what kind of moisturizer you use. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I use a product called C60 Evo. I got to plug my my sponsor. I use C60 Evo for um, my face, but also it's a really powerful antioxidant. It's like 4,000 times more antioxidant power than vitamin C. So every time I go on my live shows, I'm always plugging this product C60 Evo and it's available on my website, uh, rickyrebelrocks.com. Yes. Yeah. If you go to rickyrebelrocks.com, you could check it out. I, I have that vitamin every single day. Um, and I also have like, they have like a facial serum and on top of what you put into your body, it's really important, you know, to put, good stuff in your body, but I also am an ambassador for Loudon Medical Aesthetics and they're incredible with skin. Their, their skin goals are amazing. They're Loudon Medical Aesthetics. You can ask for Michelle and tell them that, tell them that Ricky sent you. I love it. I love Michelle. I use olive oil. I've used olive oil all my life because my mother used olive oil and my mother died nice. eight years old without a wrinkle and I'm 83 and I don't have any wrinkles. Because you look so I, good. I never put soap on my face. I only put olive oil with cotton, and then I clean it with a tissue, and it leaves your skin beautiful and you feel good. So I that's that. tip. I mean, that's what's in this product. This is like this is olive oil, basically with carbon in it. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Then it's yeah, a good, olive it's oil. A good product. If it's olive oil, it's a good product. Definitely buy it, folks. All right. So, you guys, Ricky, uh, you can follow him on Instagram. He's at Ricky Rebel Rocks. So is his website. Check out the new single, BBC. It's available on all digital streaming and download platforms. Um, we got to go because we've got a second guest coming on. But we want to say, number so one, it was so good to see you again. What a nice visit. I, I hope so that we see you soon. Hopefully, we'll see you at some events in LA soon around Oscar time. I'm sure we will because we usually do. And, yeah. um, um, Absolutely. Visit was so nice catching up and knowing what's going on. And I, I like your record. I think it's interesting. It's controversial. BBC. Yeah. I think it's going to o- o- open a lot of heads. I think Thank people- you. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for having me on. Bye, Ricky. Uh, our pleasure, Ricky. Have See a wonderful ya. week. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Check out Ricky Rebel. He's a great guy. He's a lot of fun. We'll see you soon, Ricky. And thank uh, you. And once he's out of here, we're gonna like bring on our next guest, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Oh, how did I get you out of there? We got there. We go. There he goes. He's gone. He's gone. All right. Hey, everybody. So now we're gonna bring back our uh, bring on our next guest. Let's bring him on in. Let's see if we can hear him. Hey, Jan. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. Yay! We haven't seen you in such a long time because we haven't been to L.A. lately. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, producer, writer, and all-around cool motherfucker, Jan Birch. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while, yeah. Uh, yeah I haven't been on here for a couple of years, I don't think. Yeah, and we haven't seen you in L.A. so much lately either. So everybody, so you already know Ron. Yes, I do yes. very well. Thank you. Jan. Uh, uh, Jan. Why is it all handsome men put that shit on their face to cover their looks? <laughs> You're so handsome. Why do you want to look like the man from the mountain? The man from the rock. Maybe he's doing it for a, a, a movie, movie is one thing. But I know Jan in person. He's so handsome. 
and to put that mustache and beard. He doesn't like mine either, but he thinks I look better though with mine than without it. So I get no, to keep but it. Jan is good look. He's gorgeous. Well, actually. you know, I've, I've been having a goatee like for I don't know, over 25, 30 years. It just it just started, no, it just started exactly. and it happened. You had it years ago. When I yeah. met you, you had a goatee. He had a goatee, but it's a, it was a real short goatee. Not it was a very short. I'm a little this, untrimmed right now. Yeah. Get rid of this. You look about eighty. You look older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's younger than me. <laughs> make, make it nice. Make it something. You guys, no, I, no, no, actually, actually, I'm, does I'm your doing. Wife like, does your wife like it? No, no. But I'm, I'm actually, I did, I just did a, a an audition for something, and I'm doing an audition for something tomorrow where I have to kind of not clean it up. So, I, okay. I, otherwise, I try to clean it up. There you go. That's good. You know, I, I love your features. I love your cuts. The cheekbone, the chin, the nose. You have such wonderful cuts. And that shit on your face looks like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, first of all, yeah, we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody. And actually, Don loves your beard. But say hi to everybody in the chat room. Beard. Don, Don, hey, loves Don, Don, thank you. <laughs> what does Don know? <laughs> she knows nothing. Um, so, all right. So, we right, have Don, you don't know anything. You guys can follow Jan on his um, Instagram. It's Jan Birch page. Um, we also want to give a shout out to Victoria, who happens to be probably literally out of all the people we know in Hollywood. Your wife's like my favorite person. Shut up, buddy. Hang on, hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Somebody's making Stop a delivery, it. so uh, it makes it makes the dogs Stop all walk. And we have three of them. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So I, I want to talk about some of the new things that you got, but first I want to like go back uh, and, and talk because recently the people under the stairs had its like I don't know how many year anniversary, but I, I know last year you were doing a bunch of conventions. So how long ago did people under the stairs come out? In 1991. So it's uh, Halloween 1991. So 30, you know, 32, 32 years, years 32 years ago. Yeah. Um, so did you have to audition for that? Yes, uh, actually. Uh, when I auditioned, Wes didn't really have uh, uh, my character developed that much. So uh, everybody that auditioned for my part and for Roach auditioned had the same kind of audition because both Roach and the Stairmaster had the tongue cut off. So we went into uh, uh, the first audition and 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 did you know just a lot of movements because it was a, a very physical roles both of them. And then a couple of days later, uh, I was called in to sit with Wes. And uh, Wes just told me to do all kinds of movements, too. And, and it was a lot about, uh, my character was a lot about the face structure as well, because they were going to do prosthetics on it. And he wanted it to come out a certain way. And, and uh, but, you know, like I said, there was, I, I auditioned, I did the same audition as Sean Whalen did for Wes, basically. Uh, and did? then we've had him on twice Sean he was roach and then on, a, on the best thing with that part was because it was not as developed from wes uh originally uh we started shooting when well, you know reading the script it was not at all as much as that came out so every almost every day because i was sitting in the makeup chair six hours a day uh for about six weeks so every day almost every morning wes came in with new pages saying you know now now i know really you know what you do and how you can do it and how you look what, when you're doing it. So now, now I want to add this. I want to add this. I want to add that. So there was, it was a fantastic uh, relationship with Wes and it was a fantastic role for me because basically me and Wes developed the Stairmaster character while shooting. 
So, I think it's like the greatest, like, 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 I don't know if it was commercially successful when it came out. I know that now, you know, it's such a cult fan favorite film, even in the chat room, they're saying they all just watched it recently. Like, like, did the movie do well when it first came out? I, I don't actually know. I, I, I it saw was, it. Yeah, it was, it was one of the very rare films to become, it was the, the number one hit for six weeks in Hollywood. Oh, there so you go. It was a blockbuster hit and became a cult movie, which, which uh, you know, it's a very few movies in that category that yeah. gets get a little bit of both. They get one uh, or the other. They don't give. Yeah, so I'm very fortunate with that. No, it it did really, really well. It was also Halloween weekend, and uh, and uh, uh, it was a surprise. You know, everybody was surprised uh, from uh, uh, you know the studios up to West how well it really did on the opening. Uh, and like then, it. and I, then, how how long the longevity of that movie is unbelievable to me. Uh, I know it's great. I mean, basically, like that kind of like really like built your career, right? It was built off of that. Like oh yeah, all the that, other movies, yeah. Because that was one of your beginning movies. So, were you like, a, well, you were a model before that, right? Yeah, I was a model. Uh, I did some TV and and modeling and a little bit of a you know theater and stuff in Sweden. Uh, started early. I had a TV show when I was thirteen. Uh, oh, was wow. Do you have any pictures you could show us quickly what you looked like when you were modeling? Because you were drop dead gorgeous. My God. Oh, I, you know, I have it on my, I, I don't have it quickly here. It's on, it's on my phone. <laughs> where, where, are you, where are you now? You look, <laughs> you look like you're in a space capsule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 at, I'm at home, but, you know, to, to, to find those pictures, I got to get on my phone. Tell, tell you, tell Joanne, right? No, Victoria. Victoria, what am I saying? Tell me, ask Victoria to get a picture of you as a model. She's probably. I want everybody to see this. And he can Google it. Hey, Juan, see if you can Google Jan Birch and find some pictures of him I mean, uh, when, when he, he was, was young, young that you can stick up because he he's like was, a drop dead Viking, gorgeous. He was <laughs> absolutely the perfect human. No, really, if you want to sculpt a perfect human, so tall, the other thing, thin, the other thing I didn't know about Jan is you're a soapy. I didn't know you were a soapy. Like, was we're friends with him all of the soap. We know all the soapies. He was in the movie. He was no. He was in Santa Barbara for six episodes oh, okay. as a character on, which is a big soap opera. And I think maybe Young and the Restless or one of the other ones you did an episode on. I forgot which one. Young and the Restless. Yeah, I was. I was yeah, a sweetie. That was my mom's favorite soap yeah. opera. That was my mom's favorite. We have soap every, opera. all our friends are soapies. Everyone, you name the soap opera, we have them. Yeah, no. So I and then Young and the Restless, yeah. Our friend Sean Kanan, who's on Bold and Beautiful right now, he said to me that he can learn 42 pages. A day? A day. I would have a nervous breakdown and kill myself. <laughs> no. I had to wait. And then he said when they're shooting, they give him additional pages. Here, learn. Two minutes. Could uh, you I, do that? Yeah, I, I actually I got the script midnight before the day of shooting, uh, on on Santa Barbara, and then and, and he's right. And then we got there in the morning around six o'clock, uh, and then while you're sitting in your in your dressing room, they came with more pages because they changed the sides. But, I could uh, never, never. But you know, a, a, a lot of uh, soap actors though, the 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 really established older ones, you know, they they do they they have they have their tricks. They have sides under pillows and couches and stuff do they have to because it's so there's so much material for such a short time do you have trouble remembering lines or are you really good at it because you've been doing it for so long 
I'm good. I'm good remembering. But you know what I what I'm doing lately? Uh, I actually record it, and then I just listen and listen and listen. Uh, that's that, that's a that's a thing I started the last few years. I'm in a movie three months from now. <laughs> I'm starting to learn my lines now. <laughs> <laughs> because at my age, it's very hard to remember lines. You know, big movie stuff, famous, huge, like Robert De Niro doesn't remember lines anymore because he's old. So he uses a plug in his ear, as does Meryl Streep, as does a lot of the old actors. So what happens is you get older, you... Your memory is shot. You know, you have so much crap in there from your life. How can you remember lines, right? Yeah, for sure. I have a question. Do you, because uh, uh, I know you do conventions with a lot of the people under the stairs people, but do you, uh, does AJ Langer ever go to any of them? She does not, uh, very rarely. She, she, she goes to one or two when it's in the UK. You know, she's a, you know, a blue blood royal. I mean, blue, uh, that that kind of uh, yeah. married yeah. in. So she lives in a castle and and that kind of stuff. So uh, very hard to get her to do it. Wasn't she uh, in my so-called life or something? Also, the something sisters and and she was in she was in a couple of hit shows. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember her because I always liked her because that was very cool. Okay, so hang on. He says he thinks he has two Id- images of you. Yes, that that's is, him. Look at that. That's me, yes. Guys, look at that. Are you like the most gorgeous thing on the planet ever? <laughs> you know, youth, youth is really a mean thing. Yes, okay. that's it too, because he signed it, so we know it's him. All, all the girls out there must be fainting. This is me. Uh, that's me as well. That's a Massimo campaign right there. The, I guess it's, the, it's oh, probably yeah. for sale somewhere because I signed it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, Jan, Jan. That beard is that the goatee. Yeah, that's what he used to have. The goatee. That's nice. And yeah. dye, don't leave it gray. It makes you old. Dye it to. But he's head. trying to be old for a movie role. Oh, all right. But <laughs> see, you could look like that again. Yeah, you look because other than that, you still look the you same. You could really look. You, you could look like that, but more mature. There, that's Sharon loves it. They think you're like Who fantastic. Said? All of them, they're all like, oh, drooling. the women must be the women and the men are all drooling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about because right now I know you're doing a lot of stuff with Harley Wallen, and I want to say Harley's movies are getting so much better, better, you know, every, better, better, and better, better, better. So you're in a movie that's making a big stink, it's called Beneath Us All. Uh, everybody's loving it, it's like right. on the top of all the different Why streaming platforms. Um, we have to stream it, we can stream it and watch it. Oh, um, didn't have a, a red he didn't carpet. have a red carpet. Uh, I think he had a red carpet for it, but we didn't go because uh, we had COVID. Oh, sure. Uh, um, yeah, we had a red red carpet on uh, September 14 or 19, something like yeah. that, in September. Yeah. We were sick. There was something wrong that we couldn't go. But tell yeah. us a little bit about the film, and we're going to play the trailer, because I think you're, it's a vampire movie, right? It's a Viking vampire movie. Okay. Uh, you know, and then and actually the whole movie starts a thousand, you know, a thousand years ago or or, or twelve hundred years ago, where you know, uh, me looking as a normal person running, you know, being chased uh, by a bunch of Vikings, being a Viking myself, and then uh, uh, you know they uh, they transport me, they get me into a, a coffin, transport me over to to uh, uh, this continent because it starts in Sweden. And then um, it goes flash forward to present time, and and these kids uh, finds me, you know finds me. I have this power over them to to get them to to uh, get me up there. 
uh, you know, the, the, the vampire uh, power thing that, that, that exists. And then uh, uh, I, I, uh, I basically uh, form myself into more of a monster-type character vampire after, after I'm uh, back up above ground, so to speak. I like love. It. I love vampire movies. They're my favorite out of all the monster movies. The vampire yeah, movies. He likes vampire movies. And yeah, so- it, it's doing really well. It's on all streaming right now. Um, Holly just won uh, best director for in, in Horror Nation for all independent horror movies uh, worldwide. He won best director. We were nom- beneath us all were nominated for five different categories. Uh, Who else is in it? Who else is in it? Sean Whalen is in. It's the first time we worked together for thirty yeah. years. Under the stairs, yes. And who's yeah. the, who's the female? Any female? Katie, Katie, uh, Katie, 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 Katie oh, and Angel- Angelina Kama is uh, is the lead uh, okay. uh, kid that that um, was that Katie finds me. Vampire? Was Katie a vampire? No, Katie. No, Katie was a, a, a social worker. You're the only vampire, right? I'm the only vampire, and I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, other people become vampires. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play the trailer. You introduce it. Juan, when he gets done introducing it, play us the Beneath Us All trailer that I sent you, and uh, that way everybody can see it. And, you guys, this movie's out streaming everywhere, and it's doing really well, so you can watch it everywhere. But go ahead, Jan, introduce it for us. Well... Here, the, here it goes, the, the, one of the few va- Viking vampire movies out there. You can see it on all streaming platforms. It's me, Sean Whalen, Maria Olsen, Katie and Holly Wallen, and Daniel Kama, and it's absolutely fantastic. I want you all to remember Julie here. You've been a great example for your kids. In more ways than one. This is not a punishment, Rebecca. You are the brightest social worker we have. It might be best for everyone if we reassign you to Oakland County. We've had over 50 kids come through this home. Julie! Why don't you just adopt them? Neither my husband nor I have ever touched that girl. Something happened at the Gibbs' place. Why didn't you come home? Something in the woods. There is no man living in the woods. It is simply not true. There was this feeling like I was bringing something bad back with me. I don't want to go there. I need fresher meat. Free? The more I feed, the stronger I get. No! I don't want to be here. You can't save everyone. His pride proved to be toxic for all of you. Hardly. They don't show enough of you in that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the vampire? I wanted to see the vampire. Not a, I got to talk to Harley about this. We're going to watch it anyway. We're going to watch it. So gonna... It's the girl. It's the little girl. It's the girl who plays the main girl in that. Is that the same? He has another movie. I think you're in the sequel to. I forgot the name of it, but they're. Uh, when they go on a, the family goes to a camping to like the little cabin in the woods. Ash and Bone, yeah, that's the same. Ash and Bone, that's the same girl, right? From Ash Angel- and Bone. Uh, yeah, Angelina Kama, yeah. Yes, and then and you're in the sequel to that, right? Aren't you in the sequel to Ash and Bone? Yes, I am. 
I, I was supposed to be in the first one, but the schedules didn't work out. So uh, I'm going to be in a sequel now. I, I actually thought, uh, so we have not seen Beneath Us All yet, but I thought Ash and Bone was like definitely a great movie. Like I really enjoyed that one a lot. We, no, we Har- Harley's work that we've been looking at now for, what, five years? Really has improved tremendously, as has the Wallen brothers, uh, not the, uh, the um, Mahal brothers. Mahal Brothers films are starting to really get to be a little more professional and better. So there's a, and even uh, Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly's Clown 3 is going to be very good. It's going to be a hell of a lot better than Clown Motel 1. So I think we're all improving still. No matter how many years we're in the business, I think we're all improving. You can always improve. I mean, I think I, I think, I think yeah. we we are finally getting the idea of what it's all about, because we've gotten away from just slash cut kill. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get into script, a story, character, uh, and you know, different, just different. Actually, too, you did a movie like a long a while ago called Death House, and it had every major like horror movie star on the planet. That's the name of our movie. And I know. And so we had a movie that we were doing. We're getting ready to start soon. And they changed it from Death House to Death Realm, um, The Haunting Begins. Oh, but I don't know if they changed it because of your the movie that you were in. but, but Probably. The, but uh, the movie that you were in, though, had every everybody in that movie has been on our show, just about every single one of them, except for Gunnar Hansen, unfortunately, since he passed away. But everybody else in, in that movie has been on our show. <laughs> So yeah. what are your, are you, are you, have you, cause you do a little bit of everything. I know you're doing a Viking movie. You have a huge Viking movie that you're going to be like working on in Sweden. And, um, and, uh, and you've done a little bit of everything. Mr. Blue shirt. I don't think that was a, that's not a, you just finished with uh, Eric Roberts and Dave Shear, all these people, Lloyd Kaufman, Michael Berryman, Felicity Rose. They've all been on the show, Bill Oberst, everybody, but Robert Allen Mukes, um, so you, so you, have you been pigeonholed? Like, do you think just for horror? Because I see you're you're doing a little bit of everything, and you're a great actor, so you c- could do anything. Like, do you feel like you know, you're? Yeah, no, I, I don't feel like like okay, like like put it this way. I came over here, uh, my first film. I come over here '87, did mostly modeling, and then you know, music videos in those days were were short fe- feature films. So I, I did quite a few of those and and commercials. And my first feature I got. And I mean, it wasn't, I didn't do it on purpose. It was a Roger Corman film, Slumber Party Massacre 3. And then my second feature was People on Stairs with Wes Craven. Uh, so I worked with two really, you know, very established horror directors. Yes. And, and then I got to work with Chuck Russell on Blessed a Child with Kim Basinger and Rufus Sewell, which was also, so in between I did, you know, other things. Like, you know, I did Cyber Bandits as a, as a transvestite, which was completely not, you know, opposite from the horror thing I did. All right, we got to tell everybody about that. Hold on, Cyber Bandits, because, like, Eileen loves that movie. <laughs> Guys, that has Martin Kemp. Martin Kemp is from, like, Spandau Ballet or ABC or one of those bands. Spandau Ballet, yeah. Ballet. It has uh, Adam Ant. That's why Eileen loves it. Grace Jones, Robert Hayes, and Alexander Paul, who's been on our show. Uh, and I love her from because she was in this TV movie called Models, Inc. Uh, that I, like, loved a lot. Um, so that was like a big deal thing, something very different. And basically you have a movie with everybody's a rock star. Yeah, no, it was fun. I, I basically played uh, um, Grace Jones's girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend. You know, in those days, you know, we didn't, you had all these different pronouns. It was just, I was a transvestite. Right. And, uh, and, and uh, I owned a bar 
And yeah, I had a blast. I mean, Adam Ant was great. He was just starting out, trying to do more and more films. And and Adam Kemp just came off a, a TV series he just did. Can't remember the name of it, but he was fantastic in it. Um, so you know, this uh, director put put there was IRS Media, which was also a music company, and they started doing films. So they put this script together. And um, and I, I remember the audition. It was a, it was a audition. The whole room was uh, true, actual transvestites. I think I was the only straight man in there <laughs> that, wasn't, you know, that didn't like to dress up in, in women's clothing uh, yes. uh, daily. And uh, I went in, I did the audition, the director was there, and I just did it. And I ended the audition by jumping into his lap. And I guess, you know, he said that was, that was it. Uh, so, um, there was, it was fun because you know what, it's like, uh, it's like anything in sports or, 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 uh, uh, acting art, any art. I, I like to flex my muscle and it was fun to do something very different. Yes, absolutely. No, I think that's terrific. That's how you get noticed when yeah. you're not yourself. You yeah, become a sure. person. Yeah. <clears throat> so Holly did a TV series called Tale of Tales, which we didn't actually see that. That that was also on Tubi, right? Tale of Tales. It's still on Tubi, and it's actually trending still right now. It's number three of the Tubi's most watched TV shows at the moment. We only did one season. Uh, it was right before COVID hit. Um, it was an eight episode series. Uh, I did. I shot four episodes in Michigan, and then COVID hit, so we had to stop. And then actually, when when uh, SAG opened up, that was in February. SAG opened up a short window in July for shooting again. So they decided to shoot the other four episodes, but I did not want to fly, uh, you know, July 2020. So I, uh, they wrote me out of the last four episodes, but I'm in the first four. It's a great series. You can watch it on Tubi right now. What's uh, it actually about? It's not because that's not horror, right? That's a just a. It's, it's, it, no, it's a whodunit crime thriller. Oh, I like that. Taking place in a strip club. <laughs> and 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 I play this uh, 60s, 70s kind of like hippie drug dealer to the girls. And uh, when the script came to me, uh, it wrote kind of plain, like you know, it's there's always that guy in 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 those kind of clubs. So I spoke to Holly, Holly Wallen directed, and I said, "Hey, can we do something more fun? Can I do something more fun with this?" Because he wanted him to be hippie-ish. So. You know, I have three different outfits in there. I brought them all myself, and and I made I made him a, I made him a total uh, 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 comedic. I, I made I made him like you know, every time he shows up, he he is a comedic. He's the comic relief. You laugh when you see him. It was not really you know that was not how it was written, but I I had so much fun with that. I like and, love uh, it. So they used it. Oh yeah, they used they used every 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 clip that I was you know that I that I kind of I'm I'm dry funny. It's not like I'm trying to be funny. I, I just made him so dry funny weird that it that it's it's he shows up and there's all these detectives. They're so serious, and then I they start asking me questions, and it's just it's just oh, it's a relief from the rest of the story because it's so dark. So I had a blast doing that. I get from Harley talking to him that he's a guy that listens. I, I feel that he his, his, his movies are a joint uh, movie. Everybody's in it, not just one person. 
No, I mean, a great example of that, a great example of that is, is that I came to Michigan to set, and I had, a, a, you know, a, a full beard. I, I sh- didn't shave for a long time because I didn't know what he wanted to do with it. So while we were on set, on the first day of shooting, actually about an hour before I was supposed to shoot my first scene, I, I, I came to him and I said, hey, these are the clothes I like to wear. And he's like, amazing, great. And I said, can I do a handlebar mustache? It will just be that extra little thing. And he's like, do it. So I went in the bathroom, did a handlebar mustache, and it, and, and it just made the whole character. So, I don't know. See, that I like. Well, you know, sometimes you get a director whose uh, kind of ego gets in the way, and they'll say, stick to the script. You know, and you know the script may be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But you have to stick to the script, and your performance is not as good as it was when you did what you did, because you made the character the way you felt the character should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, we had a lot of fun. If the character worked. So what? Uh, like uh, this is something that I probably didn't ask you the last time you were on because because uh, I don't think I was asking this, but I always like to ask this bucket list question. Um, so basically. You've worked with all kinds of fucking huge people, uh, male and female actor that you would love to have an opportunity to work with. And it can be living or dead. It doesn't even have to be living. So that's the first half of the question. The second half of the question is, if you could have ever been in any movie ever made, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Obviously, you don't pick one that you're already in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I would have liked to have been in Platoon. Oh, wow. Platoon. The army, the the Vietnam or something. It was a great. Yeah. It was a, the, the reason being that every single character that came out of that movie created something themselves, and and that's what what made their careers. They were so very individual characters, uh, and 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 the way it was shot, the director shot it, and then he highlighted so much. Uh, Oliver Stone. So that you know, I love I love that. Uh, I love to work with. Uh, you know, like everybody else, I would love to work with Robert De Niro, and and I would like to be a comedy because I think he's hilarious when he does his comedies. I uh, think you would be funny in comedy too, just because like I think you could do like a do it like dry, and I think that you could actually come across really funny. Uh, yeah, you know, I, the, the, the ones the ones I have done when when it's comedy, like the Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's a dry comedy, and then Taylor Tales, it's like. You know, I'm not trying to be a stand-up comedian or anything. Uh, it's just it's just playing it in a certain dryness. Uh, I seem to come off funny. So, uh, uh, female Oliver Stone. I actually met Oliver Stone uh, in Miami when they were shooting Any Given Sunday. I think it was Any Given Sunday, the football movie or whatever that he did. And he was very nice. I mean, I only got to say hi for two seconds, but but he was friendly. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Female. Female. Female, go ahead. Tell us the female. Female, I, I would, I would have loved to work with Greta Garbo, um, not oh, only because she was Swedish, but because you know I really admired her work, and she was one of the first Swedish ones that came over here and really, really showed people what we can do from Scandinavia. Isn't um, that whether you like Swedish? No, Greta. I could tell you about Greta Garbo, not from my mother, who was an actress in that period. Anyone that worked in film with Greta Garbo was never noticed. When the audience sat there, they only looked at Garbo. So they didn't care who you put there. You could put Roman Navarro, Rudolf Valentino. You could put anybody there. 
and all the eyes were on Garbo. So your working with Garbo would have been of no consequence because nobody would have looked at you. They were too busy. (laughs) Oh, because Garbo was so magnificently beautiful that people just sat in the theater, my mother said, and they'd stare at her and not say a word. They were mesmerized by this woman. She had magic. Whatever, whatever was in her persona, my mother said was, I asked my mother, did you ever meet her? My mother said she was too young. I didn't, I, ne- I never got the ages correct. But Wasn't uh, the other lady though that you liked? Oh, Gloria Swanson. My, mo- my mother was a movie actress, silent movie actress. And uh, Swanson, my mother knew Gloria Swanson. No, isn't there another Swedish actress that you like? The Coins in the Fountain lady with the blonde hair. Britt Eklund. No, not oh, I like Britt Eklund. No. Oh, oh, Anita, Anita Ekberg. Ekberg, that's it. Oh, Anita. He loves Anita Ekberg. Oh, I love Anita Ekberg. <laughs> oh, Anita Ekberg. Oh, my. She made me straight for so many days. <laughs> so many days I was straight. I couldn't Ooh. think of her name. Oh, I was crazy about Anita Ekberg. When I saw Boccaccio 70, and Anita Ekberg is in a low-cut dress, Rolling down a hill, singing, Beve più latte, latte fa bene. Drink more milk. Milk makes you feel good. And her tits are almost falling out of the dress. I went nuts in that place. I didn't know if I was gay or straight. <laughs> I like love it. Oh, Anita Ekberg, there's nothing better. Sophia Loren, Anita Ekberg, mamma mia. So would you like it? Because like... Uh... Uh, do you see yourself like doing like, cause I know you're doing a Viking movie. I guess that's like going to be like an action movie. Do you see yourself like as an action, you know, you're built to be an action star. You're like tall, you're good looking. Uh, um, I don't so, know. If I, see action. I, I, I don't really, I don't really see, you know, any kind of category. I, I like to do an action movie, but I really like dramatic roles. Uh, that that you know, dramatic roles that might not necessarily be horror. I would love to do get you know get to chew on something really dramatic and 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 serious, uh, you know. Like you should like you should have been like 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 you would have been cool if you would have been like one of the the Volteri Voltari in in like the Twilight movies. Like I could have seen you doing that. I don't know if you watch. I love the Twilight movies, but like you could have been one of the lead vampires, you know, that ran over all of them, and you had a look that's perfect for it. Because um, I think there's a lot of things that that I don't think that you get utilized as much as you should be, because you've got such a distinct, cool look that you you fit into like a lot of things. So we just got to get you into them, because I think that first of all, they got to write them. <laughs> And if they write them, they got to get them. We got to get money for them. They're not. They're not <laughs> writing anything that's terrific. We're looking at the same shit over and over and over again. If they make one more horror movie where ten people are in a room and they all get killed one at a time, I'm going to scream <laughs> because I am so sick of that same plot. Chop them up. Then number two comes. The head comes off. Number three comes. They blow them up. Get out of here! That's the chat room says they'll watch you in anything. It says they could eat potato. You could, they could watch you eating potato chips, and they would do it. <laughs> they like to watch you eat potato chips naked. Yeah. My girls, you want to watch me eat potato chips naked? <laughs> oh, you know Victoria's going to kill me when she sees me. Let's talk about your wife. You. 
are so fortunate to have the wife that you have. I have never met anyone in my life as supportive and as beautiful. Victoria is of you. She absolutely believes in you 120%. And she's a lovely, lovely person. And she's one of the smartest yes. producer, knowledgeable entertainment industry people I know. You're lucky to Anytime I have a question, I can call her and she knows the answer. She knows she literally knows how to do everything. You, you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky that, how, did you, how did you meet Victoria? Let's hear the love story. Well, the first time we met was 1988 uh, when I came over here as a model more. And she was an agent at an, uh, at an agency. Uh, she actually. And this is a funny story. In her cubicle, they all had one photo of, of each of the, of the talent. In her cubicle was a picture of me before we even met. So she looked at my face every morning when she got at work. Uh, <laughs> and it was a body shot, I remember. Uh, and then, but she was, you know, in a very serious relationship at the time. So, you know, I tried to ask her out a few times. Then flash forward eight years I'm going to my friend's house. Uh, this this girl that worked in as an assistant for me, I was going to produce this film. She was, uh, uh, you know, printing out some scripts for me. And she had been, she was Victoria's neighbor and friend. So she had been telling me, Victoria, you should meet this guy, Jan, this and this and that. And, you know, Victoria didn't put two and two together, obviously, at that point. So I come there one after one. After, this is 1996 now, eight years later. Knock on the door. And she's just about to leave. She opens the door, and it's her. And then uh, after that, we started dating. So <laughs> <laughs> well, she got her photograph for real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy she was looking at, loving, she got for real. Anyway, she's a sweetie pie. Please give, us all love. give her all love, okay? Oh, she's the best thing I've ever done in my life. That's for sure. Marry that. But I like love. Tell her that we were asking about her. I, I will, for sure. I will, for sure. And and anything for future, if you want to, add, you know, what I would like to do for future that we didn't come up, you know, Jordan Peele is going to do a reboot of People on the Stairs. So I want to shout out that uh, that would be something I would really like to be involved in. Oh, my and, God. Uh, Who's going to do it? What is it? Jordan Peele. Oh, is he really? What is it? Monkey and Paw Productions. He just got, yeah, he just announced a few months ago that he's doing the reboot of People Under the Stairs. We should start tweeting to him. That that wouldn't that wouldn't hurt, and you know what the 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 fun the funny thing is that my character has so much prosthetics, so it doesn't matter. I can do the same exact character again. Hey, <laughs> chat room, because all the people in the chat room, we all tweet daily. You guys, we got to start tweeting to Jordan Peele because uh, Jan has a Twitter, an X, an X. Let's start putting together a campaign where we tweet to Jordan Peele to get Jan Birch as the stairmaster in the in the People Under the Stairs remake. That would be that'd cool. Be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll work on that. Uh, text me and remind me, and I'll start who, it later. Who are we supposed to text to? Uh, Jordan Peele's the director who's award-winning. Well, how do we get movies. Jordan Peele? He's on Twitter. How do you get that? Uh, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> In the meantime, because uh, what is your Twitter? Is it just Jan Birch? Or, uh, There's Jan Birch on Twitter, and, and uh, he's also on both, both him and his company, Monkey Paw, is on Instagram, too. So oh, they, 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 yeah, they post a lot. Monkey Paw Productions and Jordan Peele is the two things that 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 should get some attention. And it's Jan Birch Page, you guys. Jan Birch Page on Instagram and Jan Birch on Twitter. 
And uh, uh, B. Claudia is already like, okay, I found him already. Okay. <laughs> so you guys follow Jan and let's get him. Have you been tweeting regularly or start tweeting once you start seeing us mention you? Retweet everything and stuff and we'll start a little campaign. But wouldn't that kind of annoy the guy? No. It's making him aware. Yeah. But that's, that's how everybody gets shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's what kind of uh, what had to happen with Tony Todd and Candyman. Uh, talking to Tony, he said he said yeah. he... Yeah, he really. The, it wasn't. It wasn't the, an obvious choice for Jordan Peele to begin with, but but uh, he made it in the end because of a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. Speaking but do you the realize thing. you forgot how many people watch us? I know, lots of people watch it. Five million people watch the show all over the world. Now, if everybody tweets this guy, he's going to kill you and Jimmy. That's because okay. his Twitter is going to be ringing and ringing and never stop. Then stopping. he'll know, though, how so, popular you are. Yeah, I is. know that, but who wants that friggin' thing ringing? Well, all that's the time? okay. Well, most people turn their their things off. So oh, you he's going to hear from him and say, you know, stop this shit. And I'll say once you once I see the contract that you sent to Jan, we'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I got two tweeters or twits, whatever they're called, I don't even answer them. That's hilarious. Lady Lake says she follows you already. All right, so you guys follow Jan on his um on his Instagram, Jan Birch page. Follow him on Twitter at Jan Birch. We have one minute left. Anything we should tell people to go see? Uh, you have another movie, The Devil's Left Hand. I think we saw that. We were uh, we were at the, at the premiere for that one. Um, yeah, the de- the Devil's Left Hand was as actually it was recut. So I don't know if you've seen the latest version. No, recut and recut and re-released, and it was all released re-released in August. And it's now on all platforms, and it's also very popular. Okay, so you guys check it out. Definitely, though, everybody check out Beneath Us All and watch at least the first four episodes um, of Tale of Tales so you can see Jan in the first four episodes with a with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Jan, thank you so much. Please send our best to Victoria. I'm going to call her later. And um, – uh, thank you and happy new year and have a great year. And if you get and anything we'll really see big, you come very back. Soon, we'll I see hope. you soon. Yes. I hope so too. And thank you so much. Happy new year. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bye-bye. Hey, all right, everybody. So next week we have, um, uh, what's the guy? My good friend, Julian. Julian. It's coming on next and week, you guys. And he's got some new stuff to tell us. So everybody, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. So can turn out to so wrong. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.